sowing the seeds of cannabis and sounding the praise of our favorite plant, it's time to Hemp Resent. Our radio resident Hempo Sapien, Vivian McPeak, will present a weekly platform for guests and listeners to Hemp Resent about hemp and cannabis from the legal, activist, and reformist route. Let's round up and roll it up for our headmaster of hemp, Vivian McPeak. I am Vivian McPeak, and this is the Hemp Resent Resistance. I am the executive director of the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event, the Seattle Hemp Fest. Speaking flower to power for 29 years and found at hempfest.org. I am also the author of the book Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle Hemp Fest, also found at hempfest.org. This show is a weekly reefer radio rebellion where I speak with some of the principal risk takers movers and shakers and history makers of the cannabis industry, culture, and reform movement. If you have feedback or would like to suggest a guest or topic for Hempresent, email me at hempresent at gmail.com. Today's guest on Hempresent is Washington State medical cannabis patient Robin Anderson. We have made big advances in the fight against prohibition, but arrest rates for cannabis have continued to climb in the United States. Robin and his wife, both medical cannabis patients, I've learned the hard way that Canada's prohibition is still very alive and well. They were victims of a police raid on their home in eastern Washington, and Robin has joined me today to tell us what went down. Welcome, Robin, to Cannabis Radio. So, Robin, let's just begin with your medical status. Can you tell us a little bit about you and your wife's situations? You both have qualifying conditions for medical cannabis in Washington State. Is that correct? Uh, Yes, we do. Um... We both have PTSD from stuff that's happened throughout our lives, um, traumatic events. And then my wife is also a seizure patient. Um, she has, it's not exactly a tumor, but there's a growth sitting on her spine right at where it connects to her neck. And she, it causes um, seizures literally out of nowhere. And like high stress events cause them. Um, she'll just fall out on the floor. Um, at any given time, you know, so that's one of the biggest reasons in using cannabis to treat it. Right. And you find that cannabis is helpful for managing both your conditions, right? Oh, yes, definitely. The the full extract oil um, works almost instantly. Um, within minutes, it pulls her out. Wow. It's been amazing. I think of, of all the things that we've seen cannabis oil do, People that have seizure disorders seem to have the the most dramatic response. Uh, it's it's amazing. I've seen videos where someone's in a full seizure. They take a little bit of oil uh, in their mouth, and within two minutes, they're completely calmed yeah. down. Um, yeah. So you've been a medical card holder in Washington State since 2012. Your wife also has a medical marijuana authorization. What are those authorizations supposed to grant you in Washington State? Well, um, a lot of things have changed recently. So I kind of screwed up on my part in a way. Um, The doctors gave us 15 recommended on each card. Um, With all the new law changes and whatnot, um, I wasn't able to basically understand or study up on everything. 
on exactly what to do. I have a lot of learning disabilities. Um, so when I got the two papers, it just said on the bottom 15 each. Uh, but if you read the real fine print, uh, they allow four plants um, unless you file with the health department. Um, you have to go into a recreational cannabis store that has a medical consultant hired on staff. And now you have to go in and get a registry done and get put onto the registry. That increases you alone um, with one card, with one recommendation to 15 plants that you can grow your own. If you have two, you have to file with the Liquor and Cannabis Control Board. Um, and that's where I fell victim. I did not research it enough. Um, I did not look into every aspect of the law. Um, I reached out to the chief of police here. His name is Paul Bowden. He actually checks in with me about once a year. I live in Grand Coulee, Washington. It's actually Coulee Dam. It seems that ever since I moved here three years ago, they've had an extreme bias against me growing my own medicine. Um, he's checked in with me yearly to make sure I have my recommendation. Um, it was just this year that we decided to get one for my wife as well, because we felt like we needed to increase um, the volume of plants and the amount that we could make into the full extract because it uses so much more product. So when we got the new two new recommendations, I took on an extra 15 plants. I had the chief of police here in town come and look at my recommendations to make sure that I was all law abiding. He said that we were completely good to go. No worries. Um, like I say, we've lived out here for about three years now. We moved from Spokane, Washington. And I've had my car since 2012 every year, and I've never once had a problem like this. Um, he told us we were good to go within about two weeks after that. Uh, the state police, the Cooley Dam police, and I believe some of the Okanagan County sheriffs showed up at my place within a full full SWAT team uh, raid. Wow. Can you describe, like, what, what, what came down? I mean, were you guys just chilling at home? Yeah, so it was, a, it was morning. It was about 8, 8, 8.30 in the morning. Um, I just was uh, sitting on my couch watching the news. Uh, my wife was actually still in bed, and they pounded on the door, said that they had a search warrant. Um, and that they needed to come in. So I woke up my wife, uh, opened the door. They had AR-15s, as far as I know. I'm not exactly sure on the models, but they had guns pointed at our heads, pointed at from every direction. There was probably 30 police, uh, 20 to 30, I would say. Um, they basically said that they thought that we had uh, guns, other drugs, um, and from what it was, they, they actually got the warrant, too, out of another county, which I don't understand that. They got it from Spokane County. But the uh, I guess the neighbor next door to me had some kind of issue with it, and instead of talking to me, he called into the state police over and over and over and said that we had guns and other drugs. Well, that got the warrant. That stems to the warrant. And... When they showed up, 
they completely tore our house apart. Um, just not caring at all about our medical condition. Um, caused my wife to go into it, two to three different seizures throughout the whole process. They stated that they were not here to arrest me, that they were just wanting to make sure that we were not armed and that we didn't have other drugs. Well, when they found no guns, no drugs, it seemed to agitate them and it made them almost to the point where they were angry about that. And then they took that out on us almost. Um, They went back into my greenhouse that I built and told me to count out six plants that I could keep six plants at first. And then they turned around and said I could keep four plants. Um, They counted 33 that I had total. Um, Seven of which were not rooted at all. They were just cut clones because I was literally about to cut them down. Um, And from my understanding, I can have 30 plants. Um, So they, they, uh, decided to have me count which ones I wanted to point out. They pulled me into the backyard, left my wife seizing in the front yard. I was in the middle of counting out, picking the ones I wanted. They said that I, well, you're taking too long. We're just going to arrest you. Ripped me out of my greenhouse, threw me down on the ground, about four different coughs. I was not resisting at all. Um, I was actually trying to be very cooperative with them. Um, they cuffed me, picked me up off the ground, uh, sat me down next to my wife, which was in the front yard. Um, an ambulance did show up. Um, then the police actually told the ambulance and the workers, Hey, we're not arresting the husband. He can take her to the hospital. So they left. Well, she then went into another seizure and they didn't call them back. And it was of my understanding that I'd be able to take her to the hospital after this was all done, or I would, and I'd be able to go inside and get some of the full extract oil and treat, treat the symptoms. Um, instead they just threw me in the back of a car and didn't talk to me again at all. They just finished what they were doing. They cut down all of my plants except four. Um, and like I say, seven were not even rooted. I tried to show them as well. And they literally like slapped the clones out of my hands onto the ground. Um, they destroyed my grow, uh, indoor grow area. They broke several lights, just flipped tables over. Um, it, it was total, total destruction. They just ripped through everything. Um, and from what I told, from what I was told is that they were just upset that they didn't find guns and drugs. Um, we had none of that. All we had was the plants. Uh, we didn't even have maybe four or five ounces of usable material. And then maybe, I think we had like eight or nine grams of the full extract. Um, so all in all, it was just a really horrible experience. And um, now I'm fighting it in court. The prosecution out here, uh, when he was elected, he actually said he wasn't going to be prosecuting medical cannabis patients. Um, under a hundred plants and now he's pushing for a trial. Um, and they're saying that if I lose that trial, being that I have past, um, felony stuff from 2009, I haven't been in trouble since 2009. Um, I did get in some trouble as a younger man. 
Uh, but I turned my life around, and it's been over 10 years. Well, they're using that against me, so they're saying that they can give me 10 years if I go to trial and lose. So they've pushed all these different um, plea deals on me, saying a year in jail, six months in jail, uh, take plea to a felony case of conspiracy. Um, and my lawyer, the public defender, he, he doesn't even show up sometimes. Like, I'll be at court and he won't even be there. So they'll just continue it um, out for like a month or so. Um, it's been going on since uh, let's see, September, I believe. And wow. now I'm just fighting it uh, the best I can with this public defender. Um, right. Yeah, and that, that's why I actually created the, the GoFundMe account was to try to Robin, get better. Robin, hold, hold, hold that thought. We have to go to our first break. Uh, so uh, hold on. We're going to take a quick break and uh, be right back for more of Robin's story. Time to roll out for the people that let us hem present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Dazed and infused. Join sugar industry expert Latham Woodward for a happier hour each week for a lively and often hilarious discussion on the infusion of cannabis into food, beverages, and life. Explore exciting new culinary landscape trends with fascinating friends and guests who are leading the industry into the uncharted mainstream. Discover curated menus, enhanced cocktails, and live tastings. Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. We're back on Hemp Present with Robin Anderson. Robin, you've been telling us about the traumatic experience that you went through and uh, how you were treated um, and a little bit about your case. So did the, did, the, did the police take your wife's seizures seriously? How did they respond to her seizures? Um, no, they took it as a joke. Like it was made up. Um, like we were just trying to fake it to get out of getting into any kind of trouble. Um, 
yeah, they they were laughing like like saying they were pseudo seizures, which I don't, I don't know exactly. That's what they kept saying though, um, like they were fake, basically. Wow. And how about your home? What did they? You said they kind of trashed your house. Oh yeah, um, they ripped all drawers out that were in our bedrooms, uh, dumped them out on the floor, flipped over our mattresses, um, just completely tore apart every piece of the kitchen, um, even took food out of the fridge. Um, yeah, just left it in complete destruction, basically. Flipped our couch over. It, it was really rough uh, for my wife um, to have to deal with it after they took me. And so they took you to jail and arrested you? Yes. How long were you in jail? Uh, just for one day. Uh, the next day I went to court and the judge said that I should be released on my own reconnaissance. So you, you probably just didn't see this coming at all, right? You thought you were cool, you are in compliance? Yes. Uh, with the, the police chief out here telling me that everything was good, um, and like I say, he had checked basically yearly with me and I had never had a problem. I knew a couple of the neighbors in this area, um, didn't like me much, but I didn't think it would get pushed to, to this point. You know. So you both, you and your wife suffer from post-traumatic stress uh, disorder, PTSD. This must've been like massively traumatic for you. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I've never really had a good place or like a, I've never been good off or well off with police. Um, they've for some reason always out here at least had some type of issue. Um, like with the neighbors calling all the time, um, they'll literally take their word for it. Um, I've been arrested for other stupid things. Like they say, I yelled at them from my backyard, you know? Um, is that so against now, the law? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, and they say, you know what they said? It was disorderly conduct and then they just arrest. And I actually won in trial on some of those cases. Um, the prosecution out here is basically just charging anything he can. Um, I feel it's malicious prosecution. Um, uh, but when I contact any attorneys, it seems like nobody wants to file any kind of civil suit with them. So, um, I've, posted tons of videos on a YouTube channel um, of them actually entering our house one time without a warrant, um, on and on. So, uh, in the PTSD, it comes from when I was younger, uh, 13, 14, my father died of cancer. And then a year later, my brother was murdered in Spokane, Washington. Oh, man. And the police did not, they did nothing. They, they didn't care. They didn't even want to find the person, you know, so ever since then I've had really an issue with, um, the way police operate and whatnot. What's the current status of your case? Um, right now, I'm just to have a pending felony of manufacturing marijuana. Um, they also added on intent to sell or deliver, I guess. Um, even though they have no evidence of any kind of buys, I haven't sold anything. We have nobody come to our house, no traffic here. Um, it all goes to basically making the, the full extract because it takes so much. So material, they're, they're just trying you know? to throw the book at you so that you cop a plea deal, right? I mean, that's what they do, right? Yeah. You just stack the yeah. charges against you, whether they think that they can convict you of them or not, to try to intimidate yeah. you into into 
taken a plea deal. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening right now. Yep. So and a with a public think, defender, they know I can't beat it. So a lot of people think cannabis is legal. You know, that's kind of the meme. You know, hey, we legalized pot. Do you feel like cannabis is legal with what you've been going through? No, I feel that the, the the way the legality was way better before recreational hit. Um, I feel they failed on the medical uh, laws and guidelines after recreational came out. Um, because before that it was, it was a lot better. Um, yeah, it's definitely legal as long as the government is making something off of it or the state. Um, if they aren't making anything, then it's, they want to arrest the people that aren't going to the stores and buying it and trying to make it themselves. Robin, before recreational marijuana was legalized in 2012, Patients in Washington, or before it was instituted about a year later, patients in Washington State could have quite a lot more cannabis and they could grow a lot more cannabis, right? I mean, us patients yeah. lost a bunch of, of rights in exchange for recreational stores to sell cannabis. Yes. Subpar cannabis as well, I feel. And there's no guarantee. One of the things about being a medical patient is that you want to have uh, medical-grade cannabis, which is mold and fungus and pesticide-free. You want it all organic. You can't have any trace chemicals. And is that one of the reasons that you grow your own cannabis rather than go to a store and buy it? Absolutely. Yeah. What, 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 what's, your, what's your feeling about the store-bought cannabis as far as medical-grade? Um, it, it's few and far between. You can't find anything that's worth um, even purchasing most of the time. Uh, most producers and processors don't know how to even dry cure properly. Um, I feel like big money came in and most of the people that started out, it's gotten a little better over time. I'll admit that. But a lot of the people didn't know what they were doing. So, and because of that, medical patients suffered um, getting stuff that it's just not even usable a lot of the time, you know. So that's yeah, that's how I feel about it. What would you say to somebody who said that they don't believe that cannabis has medical properties, that it's all an excuse to get high? What, what would your answer to somebody like that be? Um, that's just plain uh, ignorance, um, stupidity. Did not do the research and see that it actually works um, for several medical properties. I mean, a seizure patient can take a nasal spray of full extract oil, and within a minute, minute and a half, they will be out of their seizure. Um, Somebody with PTSD can go from having a panic attack um, to the point where they feel like they're dying um, and use the cannabis and within minutes already feel better. Um, Somebody that's not able to eat properly or has nausea can use it and immediately be hungry within maybe 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Um, there's just so many uses for it. It, it. It's just insane that the government would schedule this plant as a schedule one. I mean, the same as heroin and meth. It's To me, it's perplexing. I don't understand it at all. Are you hopeful that... Uh we'll see cannabis legalized soon. I mean, we are right now we're social distanced. Uh, we've got, you know, this, this global pandemic pandemic going on. 
seems like yeah. we are maybe opening some people's eyes on things that need to be changed. Are you hopeful that we'll get federal legalization? And if so, do you think that patients will actually get freedom then? We have about a minute you know, for the it, next break. It, it's just unforeseen at this point. You know, we'll, we'll just have to see what the future holds. Hopefully it does. Um, and hopefully it will actually benefit the medical patient and not just the, the um, people that are getting the money out of it and the tax, the people that are taking the taxes and whatnot, the government. It seems like like the money's really driving things that the state makes money off of cannabis cultivation. Um, and yet they're, they're trying to arrest you for doing the same things. That's, that's make sense to you. We got about 30 seconds. No, it, it, no it, it's insane to me. And like I say, San Francisco just deemed cannabis as a essential business to stay open during this pandemic. So that shows you right there that they're depending on those tax dollars. Wow. That, that, that really says it all. It comes down to the, the money. My guest is Robin Anderson. We're going to take uh, another break, and when we come back, we're going to hear more about how this has impacted his family, his resources, and how you can help Robin and his family get through this critical time. Don't go anywhere. Time to roll out for the people that let us hemp present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. About a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put different celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. Business and cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. My guests say Razzy Berry. We're talking about nature, naturopathic medicine, as well as the concept of prevention and preventing disease. Empower people to live a naturopathic lifestyle. Get to know your body, understand its rhythms, remove toxins, and use natural alternatives whenever possible. 90 to 95% of cancers are due to environment and lifestyle risk factors. That's a huge number. That means that cancer is preventable. The Concierge for Better Living with Doc Rob. Only on CannabisRadio.com. The National Cannabis Industry Association presents the 2020 Cannabis Caucus Event Series from March 10th through March 26th. Don't miss this exclusive opportunity for NCIA members to network learn about regional issues from influential guest speakers and get the latest news about NCIA's federal policy work and emerging topics. Look for this year's only tour of Cannabis Caucus events coming to Portland, Denver, St. Louis, Detroit, Chicago, Newark, Sacramento, and Los Angeles this March. Stay connected, get informed, and take action to protect our industry and your business. Register now for your complimentary tickets at thecannabisindustry.org slash events. We're back to Hemp Present, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. We're back on our final segment of Hemp Present with Robin Anderson, who uh, him and his wife have been under a tremendous strain uh, from this 
uh, raid on their home for medical cannabis. Um, Robin, uh, I, I imagine this is just really, in, 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 in addition to the mental and emotional strain, this has probably put in a financial strain on your family, had a big impact on you and, and your wife's lives. Um, how has this affected you financially? And is there a way that people can help? Um, yeah, it's definitely affected us. Um, the only courthouse in our county is about 70 miles away. So every time that we have to travel for a court, it's about a 140-mile round trip. Um, and that's just rough on us alone. With We don't have the greatest vehicle to get back and forth. Uh, they will not do any kind of telephone court um, for, for stupid little court dates like continuances. I mean, they still make you come. Um, so it's been rough there, uh, the gas, the time, um, having to deal with this hanging over our heads, not knowing what's going to happen. Um, and then on top of that, the, the legal counsel not being a, a, competent at all. Um, so that's just been a really big stress. Um, it's been going on for months and months now, and it just seems like it's going to keep going until they get what they, what they want out of me. And which is, I feel prison, prison time. That must be really intimidating. You have a GoFundMe account, um, where people can help out, uh, and send money to, um, and the title of it, if I think if people We'll just do a Google search, legal medical cannabis raid, help with lawyer. But we're also going to put that link uh, right, embed it right into the podcast description. Um, okay. Why did you set up the, 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 the GoFundMe and, and why would you ask people to support it? Um, well, I set it up originally um, after I realized that the public defender um, wasn't willing to fight or even look into cannabis law or anything about like registry and whatnot. He basically gave up. Um, they want me to continue for a year or so and then plead out to a some type of a plea bargain that would be in the state's benefit. Um, so I definitely wanted to get a good lawyer that would fight for me and actually do his job and research what we could use to fight against this case. Um, I put it up for five thousand as the max. I didn't. I'm not trying to um, get donations to live off of. I'm not trying to take people's money to use for other things. I simply want to get legal representation that is comp- competent. Robin Anderson, I wish you and your wife best. Uh, the best. It's totally unfair what's happened to you both. Good luck on your case, and thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much. I'm going to get to a weekly feature here on Canada's Radio. This is the quote of the week. Marijuana has killed far fewer people than swimming pools. It's the war against us that does all the violence. And that is Lawrence Reed. That concludes this installment here presented on Cannabis Radio. I want to thank Brasco, my man in the control room, and all the Cannabis Radio sponsors and advertisers. Join me next week for some more reefer repartee and cannabis confabulation with some special hempo sapien on a journey to justice as we silence the violence, increase the peace, and promote unity in the cannabis community with impunity. Because when it comes to prohibition, you have the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice, so find yours and speak up for justice because resistance is fertile. And if you are hunkered down at home, Dealing with the pandemic coronavirus lockdown, I want you to know that we have 200 episodes going back to 2016 archived on this site with an incredible array of 
musicians and personalities and lawyers and cannabis patients and authors and scientists, doctors, PhDs, the whole nine yards. Until then, my friends, stay strong, stand tall, take it easy. The Hemp Resent theme theme song, Take Back the Plant, is performed by Stickerbush and sung by a much younger version of myself when I could get my words out much easier. Turn up the music, maestro, because I'm out. Marijuana! The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.